that just hurts my ears and it you're starts giving me a off, headache. It starts off fun for everyone and ends up no fun for anyone. Hello and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I am Jeff Hopkins and I'm once again joined by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael are locked in eternal combat over the four things which best represent a certain topic. And this week's topic is songs that drunk girls sing at karaoke. Whose suggestion was this? This is mine. And I think it's because, you know, you go out to... Um, oh, wait, 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 what's going on? Well, what's, hey, what happened here? Oh, my gosh. It's it's our wives. We're getting, we're getting kicked out of here as... I yeah. guess may, they might have a better... Uh, We're a little uncomfortable about you guys talking about drunk women what? without us in the room. Was, it, was it problematic? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, right. Introduce We're yourself, I guess. Over. All right, fine. We're going to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Go breathe somewhere else. <laughs> so this is Jen Bascom, uh, wife of Jeff Hopkins, and I'm taking over as moderator on tonight's episode of Mount Rushmore. And with us tonight we have Emily, Howdy, Winfield, and Sarah, Hi, Reeve. Now they are taking the places of their husbands who are normally the Mount Rushmore debatists. And we're going to take over tonight and decide what the four Mount Rushmore choices are for drunk songs by drunk women at drunk karaoke. So we're going to start with Emily. Okay, I'm gonna do uh, mine by topics, actually. Ooh. Big surprise, big yes. surprise. What a shocker. What She's a an shocker. organizer. Okay, so, uh, pandering. This is where you tell me that I'm pandering. Oh, okay, sorry. You're pandering husband. to your okay. husband. So, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, rock first. Oh, okay. Okay, and I've chosen Bitch by Meredith Brooks. Ah. Released in 1997. Uh, I think that First of all, it is perfect for bad singers mm-hmm. because Meredith Brooks is kind of a bad singer. I think it maybe modulates zero I th- times. I, I, th- I think I'm going to sense that that's going to be an overall theme for our um, our picks tonight because it's not, with a very small exception, it's not like the most of the people who are going out to karaoke are necessarily going off to show off their fabulous voice. Not that there aren't those people. There are. But um, I think most people, when they go out to karaoke, they're getting drunk. They're having fun with their friends. They, you know, want to be silly and have fun. And in general, the best songs are those which really are not going to stretch the vocal range. It's not going to sound that far from the original if you sing it badly. I remember seeing her perform live. I can't remember if it was on Saturday Night Live or some comedy show uh, as a teenager. I thought you meant you bought tickets. I was about to be very disappointed in you. Oh, gosh. Questioning her taste. <laughs> uh, it was so bad. I was watching just alone in the living room, and I was. it was one of those moments where I'm like, how is this person famous? And it's because she has a song called Bitch. Really, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like an angry girl anthem yeah. without much musicality to yeah. it. For, I think for us in uh, the 90s, uh, us being women, <laughs> it was, well, okay, girls, myself in 97. <laughs> yeah. um, it was fun to cuss. And to take back the word. Yes. And uh, giving like, yourself oh, a little cool. license. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I also think that this particular song is 
the perfect backup if your best friend has already chosen You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Yeah. So you've always got to kind of have it in your back pocket because someone will always choose that one before you. And if you need like an angry girl anthem, this one can come into a fairly close second. And you could put hole in there, but you can't understand any of Courtney Love's words. So right. why but bother that's singing the point. it? Yeah. And I guess you have to kind of read your audience too. Like if you're if you're in public you can in singing in front of strangers, you can kind of choose really whatever you want for a girl anthem. Who cares? But if yeah. you're in a room with your friends where and you're there's going to drinking. get reactions from them right. and people can pass your song. Uh-huh. Drinking at karaoke? No. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's best to pick something like like whole, I think, the people who were big giant uh, Britney Spears fans back then. They're are not going to know. They're not going to be into. Yeah. I feel like you ought to know, and bitch is going to get kind of the most. They sold the more most records. Bang for your buck. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, well, all right, Sarah, what did you choose as your number one? Okay, so I'm going to go with um, a little bit of a dark horse that is um, a personal favorite, and that is. Um, Charlene's 1977. Actually, it was only a minor hit in 77, bigger when it was re-released in 1982, and that's I've Never Been to Me. Oh, yeah. You know, it. um, if you don't know the song, it's this um, kind of uh, world-weary single woman who is is talking about, lamenting her fabulous hedonistic life and, and talking to that you know, that mom who has the little baby and, you know, is maybe the suburban stay-at-home who's frustrated with how small her life seems. And Charlene is really saying, you know, but you really have the great life and, you know, you've got that man you're going to hold tonight. And it's, A, I think one of the things that makes a really great karaoke song for drunk girls is that it's more of um, talk singing. You don't have to worry about hitting really high notes, you know, mm-hmm. but you can use a lot of feeling. You can, um, you know, the more you drink, the more you can emphasize, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what she is saying. And and for every single girl that is, you know, has, has maybe lamented that maybe she isn't married yet or doesn't have a boyfriend at the moment this is like you know I, it's it's kind of a humble brag it's like yeah I've been to Monte Carlo and you know I've, I've done all these to wonderful paradise I've, but I've never been to me absolutely so yes. it's a little bit of a humble brag but it's also you know but really it's it's you have it better than I do and I, th- I just think it's a great single girl um you know, song. It's it's kind of fabulous. I can imagine, you know, singing it in a caftan, you know, would up you on care, stage. Would you care to karaoke? It yeah, for us could right you now? do oh, so? Oh, yeah. oh, acapella. Um, oh, wow. Put me put a little bit on the, to paradise. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's this. But then add alcohol. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. Most of the audience of a drunken karaoke Tuesday night is going to be drunk single girls, and they're going to be they're really going to be on their feet for this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is one that maybe everyone in the audience doesn't automatically know, Mm -hmm. but it's one that when if people are actually listening, even with half an ear, they're going to be like, 
That's right. Oh, this is a great song. Or now, even if I, they don't know it, it might speak to them. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen this one done in karaoke, but I have seen it done in two different drag clubs before. Well, yes, it's a big hit Which means hit it's a powerhouse song. Yes. It's yes. a big hit with drag performers. Um, it's also, you know, I, I think a, a big hit with, you know, women who like drag shows. It's It has a lot of that. Single ladies. That, single Again. ladies, exactly. Yeah. It, the, um, it has a lot of, a lot of like, over-the-top emotion. That reflection. Uh, exactly. It's kind of that torch song. You know, the lady that's smoking the cigarette is, you know, <laughs> someone's playing the piano. So um, that's my first choice. I think if Marlena Dietrich was around, she would pick she up that song again absolutely. in a much lower key. Absolutely. And All right. be fabulous. Emily, we're coming to you now for your second choice. Okay, I've got uh, I've got pop next on the list. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, you're organizing. For guys. this one, and this is probably the most, like, a little bit of an eye roll because it's so obvious, but I had to put it on here. Uh, is girls just want to have fun? Yeah, fantastic pick. It it's a different kind of girl anthem. I feel like it was one of the first songs that was sort of for girls. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Where you could just take this song and it was just for you. Um, you know, all this. It's it's just sort of retro and it has that kind of nostalgic feeling. Everybody, it's almost like. It's almost like uh, going to Disneyland where bikers have on Mickey pins and punk rockers have on Mickey pins and everybody's it's got universal. The, everybody's it's got, got that universal appeal. On. Yeah. Exactly. And it doesn't matter like how much of a tough girl you are or how non mainstream you are and you may scowl at other choices, but this one is gonna be like this one's gonna be fine with you. You know it's, what I mean? It's one of those songs that makes everyone feel happy and cheerful, mm-hmm. whether you are gender appropriate or not. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I will say as someone who, uh, when I was 10 years old, dressed as Cindy Lauper for Halloween, mm, and it was right around the time when, um, you know, when uh, the iconic video with Captain Lou Albano as her uh, her dad, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, this, this it, the original timing of the song coincided with, you know, with M- the explosion of MTV, mm-hmm. and it was so, she was so visual. I know as a 40-year-old woman, I have such a strong identification with that song. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I hear it at karaoke, it's just like my ears go up. Yeah, if like, someone else picks it, I mean, it makes you happy, right? Absolutely. Like, you're just, you well, sing along. Absolutely. From the audience. Have you ever heard that she-bop is about masturbation? I have, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. But I've read a lot yeah. about it on the internet, yes. and I'm not quite on board with that version of right, the that interpretation. interpretation. Um, but it does make sense when you look at it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could go that way. I mean, you know, again, um, I'm not sure that, you know, in my tween years that I was necessarily thinking. You no, know, that I that's hadn't what heard it until singing, a few years but, ago. Yeah. You know. I guess it could be. And she know, bop, he bop, a wee we bop. All bop. Uh, yeah, right. but it could be like everybody, everybody poops, yeah. right? <laughs> everybody poops, yeah. everybody bops. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more glamorous than everybody poops, but yeah. you know. I don't know. Is it glamorous? <laughs> bopping. I, Bop- and I thought I in the '80s, bopping was a euphemism for just having sex. Right. I didn't know it was self-sex. Hmm. Right? I like, wish there was someone here to mansplain to us what bopping means. I know. And bopping in the 80s was also a dance move. Do you oh, remember where you would true. go side to side? Yeah. yeah. Wow, See, there's a lot That's of what everybody was doing, apparently. Let's get our experts on this. 
Yeah, exactly. Wants to talk to the buff <laughs> police. All right, uh, Sarah, what's your second choice? Okay, I am uh, going back to the eighties um, uh, alongside Emily, and I am choosing um, the uh, the Madonna teen pregnancy anthem. <gasps> yes, Papa, Papa don't, don't preach. preach. Um, you know, from you know, 1986, True Blue, uh, this was um, Madonna coming out with her, you know, that super short, um, tough girl, blonde hair. And um, the reason why this uh, this song is still a powerful karaoke song, again, it has a little bit of that talky singing qualities that makes it pretty easy um, if you're not a trained singer, because Lord knows Madonna wasn't a trained singer. Um, and you could kind of get away with it. And it it goes from talking to really like, Daddy, Daddy, if you could only see. I mean, you can, you In know. In that it, bridge, she really lets him have she it. She really lets him yeah. have it. You can go full out emotional, which, you know, if you're a drunk girl singing karaoke, that's what you're looking for. You you're not looking for something to like sit up there and just, I'm just going to sing my little song. And no, you're drunk. You want to get up there. You want to, you know, over emote like you haven't done since like you know the junior high play and high you know um and papa don't preach gives you every opportunity it's um, almost a story song it really is i know you're gonna be upset it's like a good monologue yeah absolutely yeah absolutely so every every theater nerd you know this is a great song to sing at karaoke because you do really get um you know, this dynamic arc of like when she's like, I'll always be your little girl. And, you know, to, I'm keeping my baby. I mean, there's just there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of range for emotion. In I there. feel like during that time, there were a lot of baby having songs. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You know, Ace and of ba- oh, well, that was way later. But Ace of Base had the that's All that right. she wants is another, another baby, oh, baby. Which yeah. is, by the way, a very popular drunk girl. Oh, that's, that's another that's one yeah. that's like one. number five or six on the list. And yeah. I guess I'm outing that that was not <laughs> one of my other picks. But. It wasn't on my list either, but you're right. Yeah. That is absolutely yeah. But I feel like Wham had the father figure song right around that right. time. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, with Papa Don't Preach, there, you know, at the time, you know, people were saying, oh, it's, you know, it's a, it's great. It's an anti-abortion song. No, it's bad. It's a protein pregnancy science like everything madonna did was political but you know it's, and catholic yes it was yes. catholic specific it was with her. it was very specific i mean her name catholic. was madonna yeah. well i mean that kind of places it in a certain <laughs> range but this is when she was kind of dressed like marcel marceau like very french right. mime looking yes. yeah very beret, um, stripes right uh, breathless and you know jean-luc godard or something but um I think, you know, and I think the Catholic Church came out and, like, was very anti-Madonna at this time. And, you know, I but, I mean, it's 30 years later, and it's still a really good song. Oh, yeah. I, I I just think it's it's a fantastic anthem if you want to get up on stage and, and emote. I think that was a really good point about it being, like, a monologue as well, because it's sort of, I don't know, a lot of songs are purely there for catchiness value or nostalgia or whatever, but it is sort of, like, a free pass to just go to town as far as like you can sing any of the stuff in the shower to yourself but like when you're on stage at karaoke drinking this is like the time to just go bananas and like act it out and be ridiculous and yeah that's it's what like you're supposed it's to like do. singing a diary yeah. entry yeah, yeah, right yeah. and like nobody's a, gonna judge you right i mean you're on yeah. stage you're singing i'll karaoke. be honest with you i don't really sing karaoke 
And so I'm the judge in the audience. I'm not going to lie. Do you eat your cereal with milk? (laughs) That's what I want to know. Sometimes. Oh, I'm disappointing oh, you. I feel like sometimes it's even more complicated. Than oh, no, I'm no. a complicated kitty cat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that, uh, we're going to take a little midpoint break and talk about you, the listener out there, following us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can also check our back episodes. And by our, I mean our husbands um, who work so hard on this Aww. podcast that we took over. Um, so make sure you follow them because it gives them self-esteem. And we're back. Uh, so uh, if you're just joining us, <laughs> we are talking about drunk women songs at karaoke. And uh, we are here with Sarah and Emily. And I am Jen. We are the wives of the other people that usually talk to you about this stuff. Those on other jerks. Those other dum-dums. Um, so we're going to start and flip it over and go to Sarah for her third choice. Okay, so um, I think kind of a theme of, of my songs um, is, is really that um, they are songs that you can really emote um, and uh, really give a full performance. And so my third pick is um, Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes. Now, this might be a slightly controversial choice because it's a really fucking long song. Um, the full album version of this song clocks in at seven minutes. Wow. Is there like a long musical break? There is a huge long musical break in the middle of this song. And um, I will say, if you are singing this by yourself um, and you're at all self-conscious, it can be a little bit awkward because you've got like a hundred bars of music or something that you're just like standing there as like people are out there like Jen are judging you um, in the audience as you're I'm like judging oh my like God. with a hopeful heart. Right. I just want to point that out. So what I'm gonna say about this song is that um, a yes, it's it's very you you know you can just it's a turn around. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's very iconic, but it definitely works better if you have your girls up behind you Mm -hmm. this is a song where um it's it has a good moment uh you know an interpretive dance Mm -hmm. break um you could do some lifts definitely full-on dirty dancing yeah you know jennifer gray lifts at (laughs) this point um practice in the lake first for mm -hmm. safety exactly very Uh good point uh safety first and so it, it is a great song. It's got, you know, heart. It's, uh, you know, uh, the kids may know this was, you know, redone in Glee a few years ago. Oh, God, I don't know how, old that, how long ago that was. <laughs> but, you know, for people that are younger than I am um, that don't remember this song, um, it's, it, you know, it's it's fantastic. It's got this these weird like children of the corn figures with glowing eyes yeah. that come out of the mist. That it's a little freaky looking in the video. There's a lot of wind in that. There's a it was lot like an, of wind, but it was indoor yeah. wind. Yes, yes, right? definitely Never, wind. Like a Stevie Nicks video. video. Oh, oh. We did not have you, cable growing up. So yeah. oh, did you live on a commune? Yeah. What? I lived in the country. Uh, and my mother was a hippie. So. Wait, did you? Were you able to get? Cable? I could get cable when I would visit my dad every other weekend. Wow. And that was my sort of like total cable binge fest. Total eclipse uh, which of cable. started out with 
watching Rugrats and Doug and stuff, <laughs> and like Ren and Stimpy, and then moved into like MTV right when it started to get kind of bad. Right. Sad. Right. It was kind of a sad time. Yeah. To I feel like I got people, MTV at its best years, like yeah. with yeah. like Men at Work and yeah, stuff like absolutely. that. Like yeah, absolutely. Like the the early mid '80s, you know, was was. Yeah. I key. got a little bit of like the sort of like you know 90s grunge and then it sort of started to devolve into late 90s garbage mm-hmm. so you, you know? didn't even see thriller probably not 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 in the flesh not that's like, like one of those momentous I, I like events ha- you know what i mean i saw it at a friend's right. house and right. i like had heard it a bunch first and then saw it so i don't have there are a lot of things like videos and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that I, I feel like you missed out like you culturally missed out I feel like yeah. people knew where they were when Princess Di mm-hmm. was killed mm-hmm. people knew where they were well now that was on regular network TV but so what I'm saying is people happening. also mark where they were and right. when when they mm-hmm. saw Thriller for oh, the I first see. time yes, <laughs> absolutely it was so iconic yeah I, yeah I mean we had that I don't remember what the channel was but it was like some network channel that that was on a different wavelength on your black and white TV that you had to like really like, try like hard Friday to night videos yes, or was, something. Yes, I loved Friday night videos. TV or something. Awesome. God, I wish I remembered the name of it. And I remember Much seeing uh, Stroken on oh. there. Oh, Billy Squire. And that is that is a classic oh, karaoke Carter song for, for the drunk guys. Video. And it was yeah. just like, oh, dun, my dun, mom dun, was dun, like, dun, oh. You know, and it was like kind of like fuzzy. So it was like our equivalent to watching like music porn. I feel like all music video is actually porn, though. When you think about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I don't get the reference to the video, and I really have to watch. You got to YouTube it now. Yeah. See, I'm I'm sure that we, you know, the men's they can put the uh, the clip up on the the Facebook page (laughs) or the website um, because it 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 really is classic. um, And uh, but anyway, well, Sarah, one thing that you pointed out though is that you kind of need your posse to do this with. Absolutely. And I feel like if a girl is drunk at karaoke. She shouldn't be alone. Absolutely. Anyway. Yes. Right? Yes. Definitely go with your girls. This actually leads into my next pick perfectly. Great. Yes. All right. Number three for (laughs) Emily. Yes. So this is uh, an R&B choice. Ooh. Now I'm going to be down with you. Oh, it's interesting that you use (gasps) that phrase because what? I actually chose The Boy Is Mine by Brandy Oh my gosh. Uh, another classic another, another video. Song. Yes. yes. Classic video. Perfect for a duet. However, it's also perfect for a woman who wants to force her friend into a duet. Ah. <laughs> really just wants to sing by herself. Yes. And I'm kind of one of those people. I Which one? Like you don't want to share the song. It's, yeah, it's like I, I don't know. It's like you don't get to sing and in front of any other time and yeah. it's like I don't want someone else getting the harmony wrong I don't <laughs> want someone else doing coming in at the wrong you know and it's like right? I enjoy the group ones but this is one that always like sort of is used almost as a trap because you can't <laughs> say no to it yeah. you're like yeah I'll do that yeah. one you know and then it's like because uh-huh. oh, especially yeah. if especially if it's a really busy night at karaoke right. and you know you're only, you're only going to get, get one up. or two songs, exactly. so yeah, yeah, exactly. So it also everybody thinks that they can hit the range, and then every <laughs> single time they, they that song comes on, I mean, because they go all over the place. Yeah. I can't hit the range. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. But I like, want to hear you sing like, now. No, I've yeah, got if a I had to. right now, this is <laughs> so enough time. But it's uh, it just they go everywhere. Like they just 
fling around the scales like nobody's business and it's just like I love seeing people try and do that though and by judge I mean I'm the good judge I'm excited for those moments of failure and success at karaoke it's fun if you want to just hear good music you go see professionals karaoke is like comedy but I will I will say that where I, I I try not to judge too harshly at least the people who are just you know going to make a good faith effort where I will judge is those people <laughs> who are obviously, um, I would say, semi-pro karaoke singers, mm-hmm. like where they bring their own discs yes. to the karaoke oh, I, bar. I don't know yes. if I've ever seen that. Oh, you. Yeah. Hang on. Yes. Where have you guys been going? Where do you yes. karaoke? So, um, I, I'll be honest. I have not actually gone out karaoke in a long time. Me but, neither. Um, but back in the day. Yes. Not me. I, I don't care saying, about like, it. Bringing discs. I feel like. It's usually a digital selection now. Well, I may be aging myself here. <laughs> I know, but, um, <laughs> but series, or, or I'm just talking about the quality of the karaoke right. places that I go to, I've gone to, where it was still disc-based. Right. But, um, but yes, when if you were bringing your own karaoke selections to the bar in order to sing some obscure song, or even a not obscure song, but something you couldn't guarantee was going to be in the book, yeah. um, it's like, oh, okay, you better be really damn good, or I am going to sit here and not so quietly judge you right well I have just two quick aside questions since we're on the topic of where first question how do you feel about those like authentically Asian karaoke rooms specifically in downtown LA and secondly we're going to talk about the pick but let's go to that question first I don't I think you know I think you just heard how I feel I just couldn't even hold it in I (laughs) it feels like it's such a like a default birthday choice, <laughs> but people, but everybody else loves it. I'm the only You're, one. That so, does what this. is it specifically you don't like about those rooms? I really like the interaction with strangers, and I here's agree. The thing. Yes. I talk to strangers constantly. Strangers seek me out and also just have conversations with me, which is you're what therapists true. probably it call a safety object. Line, it happens everywhere I end up having conversations with everybody yeah and I think that that is part of it is just watching people I don't know singing you just get such a good show after so many times of going to the rooms with your really good friends you know what everybody likes to sing you know what everybody you know I just love the surprise of it and we one of my favorite places which I know they renovated and I'm really sad haven't been back since they've renovated but is the Corbin Bowl the lion's den at the Corbin Bowl, yeah. which was just the best people watching every single time. And I feel like we have separate stories from each visit of there was a guy wearing sweatpants with no underwear underneath, and he was standing <laughs> under a light that was shining directly down on him, and oh. everybody in the audience could see everything. Oh, goodness. And, and everybody was talking about it. And then <laughs> I another, love it. It's bonding. Another, it's yes, group bonding. Right? There was another like crazy lady who sang Benny and the Jets, and she oh, literally went... Betty in the jets. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, the whole place was going crazy. And that stuff doesn't happen when you're in rooms that's with true. your best friends. I, yeah, that's single. a great point. There's yeah. less risk and there's right. less people to make fun of. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like you choose each other. in yeah. the stock market. Yeah. It's like you take less chances and it's a little but bit with more. less reward. It's penny exactly. slots. It's penny yes. slots. Right. Like a, yes. Jeff and I used to go to a VA um a vfw and so it was fascinating to watch the people that 
would go in there and uh, do songs. And there was one guy that everybody called Froggy, right? Oh. Frog throat. Ooh. And he had some, <laughs> like, he always sang Wonderful World. Okay. Oh, yeah. But the way he sang it was like, <laughs> like it's the Tom Waits version. Yeah, it was so it was but it was you couldn't help but root for him, but you also <laughs> wanted to run and hide. Right. Yeah. 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 It was really sad. How do you yeah. feel about I mean, those small I, rooms? I, I agree. I think they, they are um, a little safer. I think, you know, occasionally, you know, at, at parties, you know, you really just want to go and hang out with your friends. See, I I tend I, I think I tend to be the opposite type of person where I'm like, No, I don't want strangers talking to me. I mm-hmm. definitely I, I cultivate a please don't talk to me kind of look. Um <laughs> uh, it doesn't always work, but um you know, I I do definitely enjoy uh, the um, the public uh, atmosphere, the public vibe. Going to a um, a real um, a real shitty dive yeah. bar yes. where they're doing karaoke. It's like um, hazy and sweaty, yes. and it smells of urine and vomit. You have um, to sit with other people because there aren't yeah. enough seats, right? Yeah, yeah. They have fabric flames at uh, the Lions Den where if you were doing oh. a really good job and you had like a good crowd reaction, there were. Fabric flames. Oh my gosh, I love like where they air controlled yeah, like yeah, those yeah, exactly. the like fabric the flames s- that just blow. Oh my god, that's know? awesome! Like, it was incredible. And there was, I love like, it. Lion on stage. I oh. mean, it was it was the those days are sad. Yeah. You should run your own karaoke oh. night. I, yes, the do the, it the, like honor right, the old, old days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I will say. I mean, I think that. Um, where I started not in always enjoying going out to public bars is when I felt like, you know, we were we would go to our dive bar and it was full of like, um, you know, really really drunk, you know, fifty and sixty year old guys that are up there singing "Stroking," you know, and it's like, okay, that's fine, I get it, and then <laughs> like the. Um, not hipsters, but like the frat boy uh-huh. crew discovered it, and then they were there all the time. And I was like, "Oh, okay, uh, this is not my crowd anymore." Yeah. So and so that's where it's like, okay, well, sometimes those individual rooms they are they do offer a safe space. It's like the white people moved in and got your people right, out. Exactly. Of the it, was, it was gentrification. They, they ruin um, everything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of, of, of my dive bar karaoke. My yes. second question before we go to your final picks. I have a friend that just hands a book to me and says, open and point, and that's the song I'm going to sing, which I think is the ultimate bungee jumping risk. Absolutely. So how do you choose songs? You go in there with a a, a song in mind? I have a list on my iPhone (gasps) that is a very large list. You are taking this seriously. It's not taking it seriously per se, but I can't. I'm not an Im- improvisational person, so if I don't, if there's a gap where I don't know the words, I can't even mm-hmm. pretend to be enjoying myself <laughs> trying to figure out what the words are. Yes. So I really just sing songs that I know. There, there are a lot of different kinds of songs now. It didn't necessarily used to be that way, but I sort of get into trouble sometimes in the Koreatown karaoke rooms as well because their their selection in English is so limited, and I'll have like one or two songs. And there are some shockers that they don't have. Like, they'll have, like, 
no Prince or you know something like that. Yeah, like, right. Oh, what? Right. They'll you have know? three yeah, Britney have songs have and no Madonna. Yeah. yeah. I can't fudge my way through a song like some people can. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. How I'm, about what? Do, how do you choose? Uh, I tend to also be very safe. Um, and uh, depending on how much alcohol I've had, I'll get more daring if I've had more. But I do tend to be very safe and like I'll get there, I'll check through the book, I'll find my three songs, and then I'll like period, you know, I'll put them up, I'll space them out through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah I get very self-conscious um if I don't know all the words if I can't if if I can't remember exactly how it's gonna go I'm terrified of looking like an idiot up there (laughs) all right final picks final picks we're gonna go to Emily first your fourth pick tonight yeah Uh, total eclipse of the heart yeah Yeah. so sorry that's Okay. okay okay so uh this theme so I did I did uh rock I did uh, pop. I did R and B. The last and final category is actually garbage, because what? not the band, oh. but the genre. Okay. okay. Because this is something that I guess would be under pop, but it is just such an assailing sound to me. But every gaggle of drunk women <laughs> seems to choose this. I can't wait this to hear what I it is. It. And it's everybody. Backstreet's back. Oh, oh yes! Oh my god, okay. we're back again. Uh, it's awful. <laughs> it is. I mean, the, and, oh my god, watch the, I watched the video today too, which is like they get trapped <laughs> at this like haunted mansion, yes. and they're like mummies <laughs> and vampires, yes. and it's just. Oh my god, it's so bad. Um, and maybe that's part of it is having the visual yeah. of the video along with, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but it's just that song that, like someone always thinks is going to be a crowd pleaser and everyone's just gonna like rally behind it and get up and be so excited and it just isn't it, it fizzles just, it's just it fizzles out the speakers right. yeah and it's just them and it's also one of those songs that just doesn't it's not a very good karaoke song well yeah. the, i mean backstreet like, boys was more of a dance band right, meaning right. they would dance to make up for the, the vocals right yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah 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 i don't know it's just it's one of those songs that just is like Oh my God, we're back again. Although I love really that phrase. <laughs> it gets really low for you, and then it's like, it's just like the same. <laughs> you do that good with a cold. Your cold is paying well, off. You. I have a little bit lower. <laughs> I feel like um, in that same category would be um, four non blondes. Like, right. what's going on? Yeah, I was yeah, waiting yeah. for someone to I point that right. one out. And it's you know because it's it's like this song that you can just shout through, mm-hmm. and you, you know, and the girls that get up and sing it, they feel like it's gonna be this big crowd pleaser, but they end up just screaming through this song, and it's just like. No, that just hurts my ears and it you're starts giving me a off, headache. It starts off fun for everyone and ends up no fun for anyone. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. minutes later, everybody's going, oh, God, Everybody is it over the now? Everybody button if you're in that room. Yeah. yeah. People are just like, or you, if you chose it, and no one's, you're not getting the reaction that you thought you would get out of yeah. your mm-hmm. friends. It's just like, just skip it. Just, you know, just, just pass, skip pass it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that always happens with this song every time I hear it. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, final choice. Okay, so um, I am going out uh, with a classic, Mm -hmm. and this is the 1978 Wronged Woman Anthem, Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Of course. And this this song is so iconic. Any, every woman who has ever been dumped, 
been in a messy divorce. I mean, it, this song is the empowering anthem of, of, you know, of women everywhere of, you know what? I don't need you. I'm going to get back on my feet and I'm going to be better than ever. And I mean, it's, you know, it's so iconic. I mean, the Library of Congress, you know, said that this song was culturally, historically, or artistically wow. significant wow. and selected it for the National Recording you Registry. Know, I think they said that about you know. uh, the Backstreet Boys song as well. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. right up there. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I feel like every time I go out to a, a karaoke bar, there's at least one group of girls, and this is mm. this is definitely got to be their song. I mean, it's somebody got broken up with. Somebody is, you know, just ready to get out and exclaim, you know what? I am strong, and I don't need this guy. All right. And, you know, I, we used to live in Encino, and uh, a couple of streets over from us, one street, it, it, they came sort of at a corner. One street was Gloria Street. The other was Gaynor Street. <gasps> Stop it. And I always on. wondered if that was her real name, if that mm-hmm. was a coincidence. Oh, if, if maybe she, she chose that. There and, yeah. Oh. I just don't know. It's like Chevy Chase is right? another street. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what's the story mm-hmm. behind that? Good Never point. cared enough to look it up. Well, you know, Something that's what for Wikipedia you to... is for, folks. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> uh, you can look that up yourself. But anyway, it's such an iconic and iconic song. And I feel like throughout my uh, 20s, um, I feel like I went out to uh, so many karaoke bars with friends that were getting over breakups. Um, and this was the song that, like, they would sing and immediately feel better even if only for a little bit feel better about themselves yeah yeah all right well we've heard both uh sarah and emily's uh mount rushmore of uh drunk women songs at karaoke their four choices so uh this is my moment i guess to evaluate the choices being the judge that i am in karaoke (laughs) judging us not so silently Um, so, uh, it sounds like Emily, you went by genre, which was a good sort of organizational process. Um, you cared about vocal range and it seemed like you went more for the crowd pleasers. Oh man, I kind of sound like an asshole now. Well, well, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, you know, summarize a little bit. Um, Sarah went more for the feminist political choices and emotional theatricality, which I thought was interesting. Um, it seemed like you both went for anthems, but you went for more, uh, Sarah went for more classic anthems, Mm -hmm. I thought. And, you know, uh, in thinking about karaoke and what it represents in our society, in terms of uh, Maslow's uh, pyramid of uh, survival basics as human beings, we need to be fed and, and we need to be sheltered and hydrate. And then we also need these two other things, which are to be heard and to be self-actualized. Mm-hmm. And I think karaoke provides those two things for people. They get to share their voice and they get to challenge themselves. And I felt like, Emily, you didn't go for the challenge yourselves mm-hmm. one quite as much. You went for more of the crowd-pleasing ones, which I think is, is also part of, you know, getting that validation. But I think when you go for more emotional pieces, it does give you that self-actualization. So I'm going to choose uh, for our one-time-only episode, Sarah, as our drunk girl karaoke winner I'd be good at something (laughs) congratulations Sarah I'm gonna go on Facebook and like cattily uh, (laughs) make some sort of a a passive aggressive remark I'm surprised neither of you chose summer lovin' 
That is it. That is a good one. Yeah, um, that's a good one to involve co-ed. True, but I don't always hear girl on girl. Just doing yeah. That. yeah. And my my other thought is that you know what? That's a song you can do sober. Agree. Like, I, don't, I don't have to be drunk till I get up and really emote. You know. Um, yeah. John Travolta. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you can you can be sober for John Travolta. Yeah. Baby's Got Back was a popular that hit. That was on my list. Mm. Yeah, and I will always love you. Oh, yeah. Which I think Thank hits you. the crowd pleasing vocal range. Yes, <laughs> and definitely challenging. Yeah, and very emotional. Just yeah. saw Dolly Parton live, by the <gasps> way. Oh, it was amazing. I'd like yeah, to karaoke like, with Dolly. Oh my god. Yeah, I'd like to just be in a room yeah. with Dolly. Yeah, I just get her. cuddled by yeah. her. Dolly, and her. if you're hearing this. We love you. We love you, Dolly. All right, we're handing it back over to the boys. Sad. We're letting them have their show back. (laughs) Drunk girls rule. That's right. Well, that was uh, uh, a uniquely awesome um, experience. We're winners. That's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) You have been listening to the Mount Rushmore podcast. This, this has, has been, been Jennifer. Yeah, this is uh, Richard and Sarah. You should let me speak for you, Jeff. Hello and welcome. Malcolm X. This is the Malcolm X podcast. Three white guys talk about Malcolm X. <laughs>